In partnership with Paizo, the No Direction Network welcomes you to our Gen Con online seminar coverage. Hi, everybody. I'm Eric Mona. I am the Chief Creative Officer and Publisher at Paizo Incorporated, and I would like to welcome all of you to the Paizo 2020 and Beyond panel right here on the Gen Con main stage, or as it is today, my home office and nerd library. So what we're gonna do today over the next hour is I'm gonna take you through some of the new releases that Paizo has for the Pathfinder and Starfinder game that are coming out here at Gen Con, the release today and in game stores all around the world. We're gonna talk a little bit about what the activities that Paizo is doing at Gen Con. And then at the very end, I've got an extremely special guest that I uh, want to uh, pull in and introduce all of you to and and uh, I think you're going to be very excited uh, to, to meet him. So, um, so without further ado, I've got a lot to get through. So I'll do my best to, uh, to get it all squished into one hour's time. Thank you for spending your time with me. And welcome again to Gen Con. So the first thing that we want to talk about, kind of the major release that Paizo's got here at Gen Con this weekend, is the Advanced Player's Guide. So here I have an actual physical copy. There'd be a huge wall of these in the Paizo booth if we were, you know, at Gen Con for reals. But we've got a huge wall of them in the Paizo warehouse and your game store's got it as well. The Advanced Player's Guide is the first major rules expansion for the Pathfinder 2nd Edition game. We launched Pathfinder 2nd Edition role-playing game uh, last year at Gen Con and did very well with it in the... Last year, people have been playing it, uh, playtesting new stuff for us, giving us their feedback. And the Advanced Player's Guide is really our first opportunity to kind of bolt on new stuff to that system. When we did Pathfinder First Edition almost a decade ago, uh, we... Uh, when we put out the advanced player's guide was kind of when Pathfinder got out from under the shadow, so to speak of 3.5 and started becoming its own thing. And this time around we did the, we built it from the start to be able to expand the way that we wanted to expand. So for example, we came up with archetypes, uh, which were something you lay on top of your class uh, in Pathfinder first edition, but Pathfinder first edition was not originally designed in that it was designed to emulate 3.5. It was not initially designed to have all this extra bolt on stuff. So some classes, if you say swap out this power for this one, it works great. Other classes like the cleric really had nothing to swap out. So for most of Pathfinder first edition, certain classes had more opportunities to play with fun rules like archetypes than others. And we wanted to kind of level that playing field for Pathfinder second edition edition and make that type of content accessible for everybody. And the advanced player's guide is where that really starts to happen. So uh, when we talk about uh, making characters in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, we want to make sure that it's got a bunch of diverse options, that you have lots of different choices. And we talk a lot about the ABCs of character creation. That's ancestry, background, and class. And by making decisions in those three areas, you're really kind of forming the skeleton of the character that you're going to build. And so I want to start when we're talking about the Advanced Player's Guide for 2nd Edition, I want to start with ancestries. I'm showing on the screen right now the Rat Folk Ancestry. Very popular ancestry uh, for Pathfinder, finally coming in a robust way to 2nd Edition. And uh, it's got a bunch of other ones as well. We've got stuff like the Cat Folk, the Kobold, the orc and the tengu sort of a crow person uh, uh ancestry we in addition to those um five ancestries we also have what are called versatile heritages and a versatile heritage is something that can go on top of any ancestry this is stuff like the planar scions like tieflings and asimars so folks who have like the blood of a demon or an angel way back in their family tree they're more than just human and now with pathfinder second edition it could be that they're also more than just dwarf or more than just elf so you can play a elf tiefling or a rat folk asimar. We've also introduced the Duskwalker, which is a similar planar scion uh, ancestry that uh, traces its lineage to psychopomps, kind of the guardians of the dead. Um, we also have dampiers, sort of living vampires. We've got changelings, which are uh, children left behind by hags that have special powers and things. So with the, uh, the versatile heritages and the ancestries, we're looking at about like 11 different new ancestries that we offer in the uh, 
Pathfinder Advanced Player's Guide. Um, so that's very cool. Each one of those ancestries has new ancestry feats that you can plug in as your character goes up in level. With Pathfinder 2nd Edition, uh, your ancestry is not just a choice you make once. It comes back throughout your character's life. And so your dwarf can become more dwarfy. Your elf can get more enmeshed in their culture and things like that uh, without having to sacrifice something you know like power attack or uh, uh, combat-related options. So you've got your ancestry track. You've got your class track. You've got other uh, sort of... Um, columns that you're that you're plugging in to further diversify your character so with classes uh well let me actually before we get to classes let me talk about backgrounds that's the b in abcs the uh advanced players guide offers 17 new backgrounds things like cook uh, scavenger bandit squire this is really like what you were before you became an adventurer the players or uh, the uh the core rulebook has a ton of uh backgrounds but we want to add more and we'll keep adding them because there's an infinite number of backgrounds people can have before they uh take up the uh, arms as an adventurer but in addition to the 17 sort of standard backgrounds that are added in the advanced players guide we also have eight rare backgrounds now these are a little bit more complex a little bit more detailed and they require getting your game master's permission but these are things like amnesiac or Feybound. you have like an unusual connection to the world of fairy or maybe you're not just a noble but you're like a member of royalty if you have your gm's permission you can use these ancestries and really deeply root yourself into the campaign so we've got ancestries in the book we've got backgrounds in the book now let's talk about classes classes is really kind of the meat of the advanced players guide and we have introduced four new classes in addition to the 12 that are already in the core rulebook here in the advanced players guide um the chapter opens with an overview of some of these new classes which i'll talk about in a minute so this uh, slide shows what we call our iconic characters these are like the samples of each of the different uh classes that we are putting into the book so on the left there we have the oracle that is is uh, a Tenku. Uh, that is the sort of uh, crow person that I was talking about before. And our crow person oracle, and indeed all oracles, are divine spellcasters who connect themselves to some kind of divine mystery. And it's through connection to that mystery that they have a variety of spellcasting powers. And in fact, oracles are spontaneous spellcasters. So they have a number of spells they know and a number of times they can cast those spells in any order. And they get those spells in other powers and things tied to their mystery. But mysteries and magic comes with a price. So every oracle also has a curse. So your mysteries might be something like ancestors or battle or flames or life or lore, but some of your curses might tie into that. So you may, for example, if you're, uh, you, you might have bones that start to protrude from your body as you're learning more about bone magic. Uh, you might uh, have uh, 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 different sort of fiery curse things going on if you're the flame oracle. Pretty interesting. And as you go up in, in level, those curses and the mystery powers that you get increase as well. Next to the Oracle, we have the Swashbuckler. This is our half-elf Swashbuckler, Jarrell. Um, a Swashbuckler is a martial a warrior who focuses on movement, style, and grace. They're a dexterity-based martial combatant. So you're using your dexterity uh, when you're attacking instead of your brute strength. Um, they also uh, kind of focus around uh, an ability called panache. So being a, a swashbuckler, it's not just good to be quick and, and, and fast with a, with a sword. You also want to do it stylishly. And so with panache, if you do something stylistically, let's say you swing into battle on a chandelier uh, and uh, you, can, uh, you get extra uh, precision damage with that attack. So you kind of bewilder your foe and then maybe you carve your initials into their chest or something like that so they also have a number of style tricks that are related to their specific combat style swashbuckler super super fun class uh, we also have next to that, the witch. The witch was a very, very popular class from first edition, made its debut in the first edition advanced player's guide. And the witch is uh, a spellcaster who gets their powers by serving a mysterious otherworldly patron. Um, it could be almost anything. We don't say specifically in most cases who that patron is, more like the theme of that patron. And then you decide, uh, you know, where you're getting your powers from. Um, you, it's a prepared intelligence-based caster and they have special abilities called hexes that are special magical attacks that are granted by their patron they're also uh really tied into their familiar
here. And as you can see in the illustration there, that is uh, the fox familiar of our iconic witch. And as you go up in level, you can also put some extra power into your familiar. So here we have the nine tailed version of the fox familiar uh, of our witch. Uh, some of the patron themes provided in the advanced player's guide are curse, fate, uh, night, rune, wild winter things like that so you get to decide sort of who the otherworldly entity behind all that is and then by thematically we give you the different powers that you can apply to your character as a result of that relationship next up past the witch is the investigator the investigator probably the most popular class that we created late in the first edition Pathfinder era. And it comes back uh, to, to, to take the spotlight here in the advanced player's guide. Uh, the investigator has a number of really interesting and exciting opportunities for play and, and, and things like uh, pursue a lead and clue in or special actions that they have where they can kind of sum up a situation um, and they're really good at sort of solving mysteries um, tracking down crimes uh, stuff like that uh, if you want to investigate uh, a, a location an investigator is a really good choice to do that they also have the ability to devise a strategy so they can take a, a moment to kind of sum up their enemy and then strike with extra damage um, and uh, I'm sorry not strike with extra damage strike by adding your intelligence bonus to your attack on top of the normal bonuses you would to make the attack. They have different methodologies that they focus in. So you could be an alchemical, you could focus in the alchemical sciences, which gives you a quick tincture, kind of a little quick and dirty alchemy uh, powers. They can focus on uh, empiricism, which gives them the ability to do investigations even faster than normal folks. You can also specialize in forensic medicine, interrogation, which is about questioning people, getting information. Um, really, really cool for uh, mystery campaigns, adventure storylines. And one of the reasons why we put the investigator in the advanced player's guide is that it's the perfect class for the Agents of Edgewatch Adventure Path, which is launching today and which I'll talk about in just a few minutes. So with the Oracle, the Swashbuckler, the Witch, and the Investigator, we are significantly increasing the number of class options available for players of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Now, that being said, we're not turning our back on the existing classes as well. All 12 of the classes from the core rulebook have two to four pages of additional class feats and options for those classes. So whether you're coming to the Advanced Player's Guide with an existing character that you're ready to level up and add some new powers to, or you want to really get, uh, you know, elbows deep in new classes, new ancestries, new backgrounds, the advanced player's guide has got what you need. Um, it's really important to us for Pathfinder second edition that we have lots of robust character options. So you can create the character that you see in your head on the tabletop that we give you the rules infrastructure to do that. When we first, when we started over again with Pathfinder second edition, a lot of people, you know, they said, this looks cool, but uh, Pathfinder is a game with all those options. I, I can't wait until we can get some of those, those, those options that came with first edition. Now with the advanced players guide, those options are really starting to come to the fore. We couldn't be more excited about the book. We extensively play tested all four of these classes. So thank you uh, for folks who are out there and helped us kind of hammer these things into even better shape. Can't do this stuff without you. We really, really appreciate it. So let's keep going. Um, let's talk about archetypes. I mentioned up front that archetypes, one of the most important things about the first edition uh, advanced players guide. Also very, very important for the second edition advanced players guide. We have 42 different archetypes in the advanced player's guide. So you see three of them uh, on the screen right now. You've got the Bastion, the dual weapon warrior, the scroll trickster, but uh, there are a ton of other archetypes, including some favorites from first edition and some new ones that you've never seen before. Stuff like the archeologist, the archer, the assassin, the beast master, the bounty hunter, even some things that used to be full classes in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, we've looked at again, and it's like, those are really maybe more like archetypes. So the Vigilante, another very popular class, is now an archetype that you can apply to any class. And indeed, that's a major change with Pathfinder 2nd Edition from 1st Edition. In 1st Edition, because every class was built a little bit differently, we had to kind of have very specific archetypes for each class. So this would be like the trickster archetype that only works for bards or what have you. Now, these archetypes work across 
the board because all of the classes in Pathfinder 2 are built with the same framework, with the same types of feats coming in at the same levels. That means that we can swap those feats out with archetypes, give you a chance to distinguish your character even more than you've ever been able to do with Pathfinder. So the goal with Pathfinder is to provide robust character options and the APG is the one that makes that happen. We want to make sure that if you've got an entire table where everyone's playing a dwarf fighter, there are legitimately five different builds and five different concepts, you know, uh, across every, uh, every character's got a different approach to a similar concept. So Pathfinder will continue to offer options, continue to give you opportunities to further customize your character. So uh, let's, before we get to the next book, let's keep talking about some of the stuff in the advanced player's guide. We've also got a ton of feats. There are 53 general and skill feats that add on to the feats in the core rule book and that apply widely to a variety of characters. There's also a giant spell section, 145 spells from all traditions, arcane, divine, primal, occult, and focus spells uh, fill up a significant portion of the advanced player's guide. We also have 13 awesome rituals. These are like super uh, uh, elaborate spells, things like astral projection, clone, create demi-plane, hero's feast, reincarnate. So there's some really you know high octane magic. And by making them rituals, you don't necessarily need a high level caster to do it. So these are very interesting. Uh, they're fun to read and they're fun to implement to the game. 13 new ones in the advanced player's guide. Of course, the word player is in the Advanced Player's Guide title, so we've got to have some items. Players love items. They love magic items. They love gear. And the Advanced Player's Guide has got both. There's about 20 pages of new items and gear, kind of rounds out the Advanced Player's Guide. And that is just a ton of stuff for the Advanced Player's Guide. I'm sure I'm forgetting some key items. If you want to learn more about the Advanced Player's Guide, you can join me, our Director of Game Design, Jason Bullman, our Creative Director for Pathfinder, uh, James Jacobs and our creative director for Starfinder, Rob McCreary, in a Q&A panel on the official Paizo Twitch channel that will immediately follow this panel. We also have a panel right after that at three o'clock Eastern time. Uh, and it is the building characters with the advanced players guide. So the design team's going to be there. They'll take you through the process. They'll show off some of the new options, show you how to integrate these new options into your existing Pathfinder second edition campaign. Or if you're just trying second edition for the first time, you can and uh, go through and make a character with the brand new book. In addition to the hardcover advanced player's guide, which comes out this month, next month we have uh, this guy, which is the advanced player's guide character sheet pack. It's got a number of different character sheets and a little folder folio here. And it's got different uh, sheets for each of the classes in the book um, and other cool things to track your companions, what have you. So if you're looking for uh, nicely printed character sheets, you don't want to just print it out yourself. Uh, you can grab this thing when it comes out next month, September, the advanced player's guide character sheet pack. Okay, let's get into some of our other big releases for the show. And this one is one of my favorites. This is Lost Omens Legends. One of the really exciting things about Pathfinder 2nd Edition for me is an opportunity for us to go back into the world of Galarian, the inner sea region that we've been exploring since about 2007, and really kind of update it. Not just update it with events that have happened in the Pathfinder Adventure Path since then, but also update it with new ideas and things that, that uh, you know, we've got some new staff members that have come to us in the last uh, you know decade and they've got really exciting and neat ideas as well so the lost Omens line has, has really got a lot of creative oomph behind it these days, and uh, it's doing very well, and it's super fun to read. Our art teams made sure that, that every page has got beautiful art, um, and uh, it's it, really exciting where we're going with the Lost Omens line. And this is the latest book in that line, Lost Omens Legends. So what Lost Omens Legends is all about is it is a gorgeous guide to sort of the movers and shakers in the Lost Omens campaign setting. So usually, and traditionally at Paizo, we haven't done a lot with our major NPCs because we want the player characters to be the heroes of these stories. You know, we remember growing up playing other games and it always seemed like, you know, through novels or through official adventures, oh, this character is always going to be more powerful and more important than my character. So I think that created a little bit of a bias where we wouldn't really put the focus 
uh, uh, in a big way on the major NPCs in our setting. But now with second edition, we're kind of moving away from that a little bit. The player characters, obviously still the heroes of the show, but we want to kind of provide a little bit more of that context. And now that we've been developing the setting for over a decade, we've got a lot of that context. And we also know where there are new holes that need to be filled in. And the Lost Omens Legend book is a, a great uh, uh, a whack at that. So um, let's take a closer look. So this is um, Azersi, uh, who is a general of Oprak, which is a hobgoblin nation in the inner sea region of Golarion. This is a great example of a character who was born in a Pathfinder adventure path series of adventures adventures in this case the uh iron fang invasion and uh, now is uh, a robust part of the world because we have updated our timeline to include all the events of the first edition adventure pass so there's a new hobgoblin nation uh right on the in the heartlands essentially of the inner sea and azersi is the leader of that nation now uh, you'll see uh if you can if you look at the 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 little stat summary up there azersi is lawful evil but uh, one of the secondary goals of Pathfinder 2nd Edition has been to add a lot more sort of meat and complexity to the sort of traditional like humanoid uh, ancestries. So things like orcs and hobgoblins, you know, for a long time in fantasy gaming, they're just sort of this like bestial, you know, uh, other force. In fact, early on in, in 3.0, they were called savage humanoids, you know, and they're, they're just sort of an other that it's like, okay to go and kill and all that. We want a much more interesting, much more integrated, much more complex world in Pathfinder and we've been building that over time and uh, characters like Azerisi are a good example you read through this you get a, a better sense of her perspective and it's not just I, I want to make war on people there's a lot more to it and this book gives you uh, some of that as well so you see here we have the character illustration we have their background context uh, on the next page of this we have some items and some feats that you might gain by interacting with Azerisi there's usually with each one of these characters uh, in our element here so here we've got uh understanding how uh facial expressions work uh you know with hobgoblins and what do to do and what not to do um pretty pretty rad uh to have this character um kind of leading off uh the book at least alphabetically speaking um so next up we have another big hit from our past adventure past baba yaga baba yaga is a, a character from earth lore and legend russian lore who's been a part of sort of tabletop gaming almost from the beginning and we knew we wanted to bring her into Pathfinder as well. Uh, so she was sort of a centerpiece of Reign of Winter, which is one of our most popular first edition uh, Pathfinder adventure paths. Uh, as you can see, she's got a wonderful chicken. Um, and uh, we're stoked to bring Baba Yaga uh, again to the forefront here in the Lost Omens Legends book. And if you see on the second page here, we also give you some advice for Baba Yaga as a witch's patron. So if you don't want to go with some of those sort of uh, winter or, you know, some of the other patrons that I mentioned a few minutes ago, you can choose through this one, Baba Yaga herself as your patron. And that's going to lead to some pretty interesting role-playing opportunities, I'm sure. So again, there's some rules here for what happens if you take Baba Yaga as your patron. There are some spells that you can get as well through interacting with Baba Yaga. There's information about her relationship with the, the winter witch land of Irisin, which is a big important part of our campaign setting. And again, beautiful illustrations to kind of root things more in the lore and in the world. Let's go to another one. Old Mage Jatembe, major, major character uh, for the uh, Pathfinder setting. And this is probably as deep as we've ever gone on this character, giving uh, more and more details. So this character, unlike Azersi and Baba Yaga, does not come from the adventure path. This just comes from the lore of the setting. This is one of the most powerful and important spellcasters in our entire setting, founded the Magambia Magic Academy, um, and is a major, major personage in the Pathfinder world. So of course, we're going to include Old Mage Jatembe. He's on the cover. Uh, we're including him in the interior as well. So here we've got background about him, some lessons, and again, beautiful art, some spells you can learn by interacting with Old Mage Jatembe, um, and uh, just adding more flavor to characters that we've been referencing now for almost 10 years. Um, so let's just quickly take another look at a couple more. We've got our friends, the Licktoad Goblins. Anyone who's played our Weeby Goblins adventures uh, through free RPG 
is probably familiar with the Lick-Toed Goblins. Uh, they're in some ways almost a mascot for Pathfinder 1st Edition. They're part of the reason why Goblin is a playable ancestry in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, because people just loved playing these characters in those uh, pre-generated uh, adventures that we would put out pretty much every year. So here they are again, our friends the Lick-Toed Goblins return to Lost Omens Legends. Next up, we got Winsel Starborn. Winsel Starborn is the acting Primarch, sort of the, the Lord Mayor of the city of Absalom, one of the most important cities in our world and the centerpiece for the Ages of Edgewatch adventure path. In fact, Winsel Starborn plays a very important role in that adventure path. So important city, important adventure path, important NPC. Here's a summary of what he's all about so you can get even more lore than are provided in those other places. Uh, that's true kind of across the board. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of these NPCs in Lost Omens Legends. So let's talk about Agents of Edgewatch. I've been mentioning it a couple of times. This is the brand new Pathfinder 2nd Edition Adventure Path that launches here today at Gen Con. Uh, Agents of uh, Edgewatch is a six-volume monthly adventure path. And what uh, if you're not familiar with adventure paths, uh, this is what they look like. So they're 96-page volumes. In fact, I've got this one right here. This is the first volume right here. So this is Devil at the Dreaming Palace. And it is a hybrid of uh, uh, adventure content, setting content, lore, new monsters, detailed dives on key NPCs, really everything you need to run that adventure. It's a 96 page soft cover. Um, and again, they release monthly. So in Agents of Edgewatch, players assume the role of city guards during a radiant festival the a once in a generation sort of world's fair event that's being uh held in absalom this year to celebrate the reopening of the precipice quarter which was ravaged by an earthquake uh 20 years ago and has now finally been rebuilt and so in order to protect the uh the uh, people visiting the city to go to the radiant festival the government has uh, instituted a new special group of uh, town guards and that is you the player characters. So as uh, members of the Edge Watch, the players unravel a criminal conspiracy that, they, that you must investigate and end. Um, it involves good guards who are going up against evil cultists trying to hurt a lot of people in the city. And um, it is uh, uh, it is entirely urban. The entire adventure path takes place in the city of Absalom. And as you go through each installment, you get to explore different parts of the city. Really probably the best tour of Absalom that we've given in an adventure form. Certainly the best and the most in-depth. Um, so Agents of Edgewatch, uh, uh, I've read the first five of them so far. They're very well done. Um, pretty exciting campaign overall. A little bit of a departure. You know, we've done ones where you're pirates. We've done ones where you're evil. We've done ones where you're, you know, involved in a big war. This one, you are uh, members of the City Watch. Um, so this is Absalom. Uh, this is a map for uh, the City of uh, Lost Omens book that is still stuck in development, almost done, coming out early 2020. 21 at this point but right now uh, agents of Edgewatch, we give you the map we give you overviews of the city you've got more than enough to get started um this is the most detailed map that paizo has ever done certainly the most detailed city map that we've ever done i've been uh, working in rpgs since 1999 and this is the most detailed city map i've ever been a part of let me get you a zoom in here so you can get a sense you can kind of it's so detailed this map you can kind of go in and be like i think this is my house right here so pretty rad overall beautiful map We'll have a big poster map of this coming out with the City of Absalom book down the road. But for now, full page maps in the uh, the uh, Adventure Path installments gives you everything you need. Um, now, that being said, so right now you can go to paizo.com and download the free Agents of Edgewatch Players Guide, which is meant to be read by GMs, distributed to players. It's got uh, specific backgrounds that tie you better into the campaign. It also has some advice. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, world events these days uh, have kind of shown a new light on issues of policing and things. And that's been uh, a concern for a fair number of people. And fair enough. So one of the things that we've done with the Players Guide is we've offered a couple of different options. So if you like the idea of a big urban campaign, but you just right now are not feeling comfortable playing as law enforcement officers, there's a lot of different options that you can do to kind of modify that element of the campaign if that's what you want to do. Also, really important distinction with Age of, Agents of Edgewatch over some of our other campaigns. The default 
assumption in this campaign is that you are doing non-lethal damage and that you are talking to people before you are attacking people. So, you know, players being who they are, they'll make the decisions they, they, they need to make, but they are encouraged to... Uh, solve these issues in a non-lethal way. The role of a city guard is to protect the people of the city, and that's the spirit in which the campaign's created and our expectations in terms of how people will play it. There are also rules in the free player's guide that tweak the uh, non-lethal damage rules for Pathfinder, make them a little bit more friendly to use, um, and uh, and that's uh, how we expect people to play Agents of Edgewatch. So really cool campaign, lots of fun stuff coming up with that. If you want to know more about the Agents of Edgewatch campaign we've got a pathfinder adventure path agents of edgewatch and beyond panel on sunday from one to two eastern on our twitch channel that's twitch.tv slash official paizo all right a couple of more new releases this is still the part of the presentation where it's like i'm walking into the paizo booth look at all this new stuff and uh, we've gone over some new pathfinder stuff but let's talk about a big new starfinder release so this is the starfinder starship operations manual it is a major expansion to the starship rules uh, and tools for the Starfinder role-playing game. It is the big Gen Con release for Starfinder. It is a 160-page hardcover rulebook. It's got new starship weapons. It's got all kinds of fun stuff. So again, beautifully illustrated. Um, let's take a look. So starship weapons, this is a, the introduction to that section. But I want to jump forward to this there's the chart. So these are the Starship weapons that we're introducing in this book. So just a ton of different options to really kind of kit out your Starship. Um, in addition to that, uh, there's a bunch of stuff on combat. So Starship combat. Uh, that'll give you an opportunity to put some of those weapons to use. There's rules for boarding actions. There's rules for chases. There's rules for squadron combat. So lots, lots of things that go even a step further than the standard Starfinder starship battle rules um, in the starship operations manual uh, in addition to that of course there's starships and so what do we mean by that well we've got an overview of a whole bunch of manufacturers so there's more than 30 different manufacturers of starships and you can see that each one of those brings with it a little perk uh, that uh, if your ship is made by that company then you might have that power on your ship um, also we've got Oh, let's see how many, 44 complete starships. So stat block, illustration, background, cultural information uh, throughout the book. There's just a ton of these. Um, I think I've got a few spreads of these to show off. So anywhere from, you know, beautiful sort of cruise ship type stuff to living plant ships and what have you. Um, we also have a chapter on running starship campaigns. So in a lot of Starfinder campaigns, you know, you're on a space station, you're on a planet, and then the starships just kind of something you do onto the side. This is this is uh, tips. What if the starship is kind of the main thing? You know, how does that work? Um, and with that comes stuff like uh, ship-sized monsters. There's a bunch of those in the in the book. Uh, space hazards, um, encountering campaign design uh, starship tips, and then the book has got some worksheets in the back to help you kind of plan out your ships and track them during combat and what have you. If you want to know more about the Starship Operations Manual, I invite you to check out the Building a Starship in the Starfinder RPG panel on Saturday from 4 to 5 Eastern, again, on twitch.tv slash official paizo. So that's kind of the big overview of what's available now at Gen Con. I want to talk briefly about what's available right now on Humble Bundle. For the last couple of weeks, we've been partnering with our friends at Humble Bundle to offer the uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition Humble Bundle. And what that is, is starting at $5, you pick your price and we will give you a bunch of uh, PDFs of the launch stuff for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So there's never been a better time to try out Pathfinder 2E. If maybe you're in the middle of a campaign, you've been waiting, uh, this is the most affordable way that you can do it. And your contribution will also go to help benefit charities. This time around, uh, proceeds are going to be going to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, to the National Urban League, and to the Carl Brandon Society, which is a great charity that is about increasing access of people of color to important uh, sci-fi and fantasy publishing spaces. And they are the sponsors of the Octavia Butler Scholarship for the Clarion Writing Workshop. The Clarion is a big deal in the, the sci-fi and fantasy community. Uh, numerous people at Paizo have been through that, um, and uh, it 
it, it's very important. And so they're a local charity here to Seattle um, and we wanted to include them as well. So how this works is if you want to go all the way up to $30 or more, we'll actually send you a physical copy of the Pathfinder core rulebook. So again, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can get as digital files. If you get up to 30 or more, we will send you a copy of the Pathfinder core rulebook. Now you do have to cover shipping and sometimes internationally that can be uh, a little bit expensive, but it's still cheaper than buying the book uh, at full price. So we really wanted to make sure that we got Pathfinder second edition out to as wide a number of people as possible. We love this game. We believe in the game. People are really starting to, to, to catch on to it and like it. And this is your opportunity if you haven't already done so to pick it up and to do good while you're doing that. I should mention the, the way Humble Bundle works is when you make your pledge, there's a bunch of sliders and you can decide what portion goes to Paizo, what portion goes to Humble Bundle, what portion goes to the three charities that I mentioned. I encourage you to be as generous as you can and to uh, to help those charities as much as you possibly can. So um, that is going to be running through Tuesday. So this will end shortly after Gen Con ends, but it's still open right now. So you can go to HumbleBundle.com. It gives you all the details right there. We're thrilled to be working with them. They're a great partner and doing some good while we're at it. So uh, there's the core rule book. It can be yours digitally for five bucks or physically for $30 plus shipping and handling. All right. It's not just about new releases. It's not just about the booth. Uh, Gen Con is about organized play. It's about gaming. What you see here in this picture is the Sagamore Ballroom at Gen Con. This is where we have hundreds and hundreds of tables of people playing Pathfinder RPG, people playing Starfinder Society, people playing Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. We don't obviously have everyone gathered in a big physical space this year, but we do have people gathering on our uh, Discord server. So we have the Paizo Organized Play online event server, um, which is going right now. There are hundreds of people playing Pathfinder and Starfinder right now on our server and through virtual tabletops and what have you. All of the activity that Paizo is doing at Gen Con this year can be found at paizo.com slash Gen Con. That'll give you a link right to the Discord server. That will also show you our streaming schedule, which I'll talk about in just a second. Um, but I do encourage you uh, to try out Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Get involved with Pathfinder Society or Starfinder Society. Great community of folks. A great way to kind of dip your toe in, either through like a one-hour quest or a new type of game we got called a bounty. Um, that's, a, that's just a quick demo sort of a thing, all the way up to full like four-and-a-half-hour one-shot adventures. Um, there, A lot of these are sold out through the Gen Con ticketing system, but there's still a lot of tickets available. So I encourage you to check out paizo.com slash Gen Con. That'll take you to the event registration page at Gen Con. You can sign up for events. You can also come right to the Discord server and the people there will help get you into a game. Would recommend that you come about 30 minutes before the, the, the scheduled time of the slot and the, the volunteers there will do what they can to get you into a game. So um, very excited about uh, the online gaming here at Gen Con. We did it a few months ago at uh, PaizoCon. One of the, the, you know, obviously a lot of us are bummed out that we're not physically at Gen Con with each other right now, but kind of the cool thing about the way the cons are going this year is that people could never physically make it to Gen Con can now participate in Gen Con programming together no matter where they are in the world. So when we did this at PaizoCon a few months ago, we actually had, I think, more tables than we ran in the Sagamore Ballroom at Gen Con last year. God only knows how it's going to turn out uh, by the end of this week, but we'd love to have you. Please come check out Pathfinder Society and Starfinder Society in our uh, Discord server. Um, another thing that we're running special for this year's show is during Gen Con, so starting now and going all the way through 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on August 2nd, we have a special discount code on paizo.com. So this discount code uh, will work for 20% off a single order. So at checkout, you'll be prompted for a code. The code is GENCON, one word, G-E-N-C-O-N, and that will trigger a 20% discount discount code for one order uh, on paizo.com. It is not valid on subscriptions, back orders, pre-orders, or non-paizo PDS, but that leaves thousands and thousands and thousands of products that it does apply to. So, um, so we would love to have you come check out that thing. And I've just been informed it's actually Gen Con 2020. So the, the code is Gen Con 2020, one word. Okay, uh, let's see here. Then the next thing on the uh, presentation. So there's a quick look at the Discord server 
Um, and uh, there you go. And let's see here. The next thing is our streaming schedule. So I've been talking about some of the other panels that we have going on this weekend. Um, here's a big list of them. I'm not going to go through all of them right now. Just check out paizo.com slash Gen Con. This is, uh, this is what we're doing. So we're doing uh, individual panels and Q and A's. We've also got our friends from No Direction, the you know longest running and, and very best uh, Pathfinder uh, news podcast. They've been helping us out with our programming as well. So they'll be doing these behind the pages interviews um, with some members of our staff to get a deeper dive on some of these projects. That's going to be going on all weekend on uh, twitch.tv slash official Paizo. Alrighty, let's talk about uh, some new stuff. Um, so let's see here. Uh, actually, let's go back. I do want to talk about one thing, which is we have streaming games. So every night, every evening, we a partner uh, we partnered with a different streaming group, and we're going to be doing some cool gaming live plays here on our Twitch channel. Um, so we've got tonight is Tales from the Black Lodge, which is uh, our friends from Roll for Combat, and I believe uh, Paizo developer Luis Loza is going to be sitting in on that game. I've played with those guys before. Super super fun. That's uh, Tales from the Black Lodge. That is a uh, Pathfinder Society theme. Um, uh, game where they play through different Pathfinder Society ad adventures. Uh, that's a great way to kind of check it out if you're if you're not sure you want to jump right into a game. That's tonight, six to nine Eastern on official Paizo dot uh, Twitch TV slash official Paizo. Friday, our friends uh, from Q Times are doing uh, Court of Corvids, their Court of Corvids campaign. That's six to nine p.m. Eastern. Saturday, we've got two shows. Two shows on Saturday. Uh, the first at uh, six to nine is uh, Two Perception doing their Age of Ashes campaign, which is our very first uh, Pathfinder 2E adventure path. Very exciting. And then uh, something I am very stoked for is the nine o'clock to 11 o'clock right here on the Gen Con main stage is the Glass Cannon Network and the return of the Thunder Company. What the Thunder Company is, is it's a, a sort of a convention-based thing we've been doing with the Glass Cannon uh, Network for a couple of years now. Um, and Jason Bullman, our director of game design, will be running a game uh, for the Glass Cannon folks and for yours truly. So if you want uh, just super hijinks, really crazy off-the-wall characters, I would recommend checking out the Glass Cannon Network's Thunder Company programming at 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday here on the Gen Con main stage. Sunday, too, we've got Things in Space from our friends at Dragons and Things. Uh, bring some Starfinder actual play to our channel. That's 4 to 6 uh, Eastern time. Twitch.tv slash official Paizo. Okay, uh, I mentioned I've got a special guest. I, I see the special guest is almost here. We'll get to him in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I want to talk about some previews. So some of this stuff we've, we've mentioned, some of this stuff we've never mentioned. This is kind of the news portion of the presentation. So uh, let's talk about Starfinder Adventure Path. So one of the next things coming up for Starfinder Adventure Path is the Devastation Arc Adventure Path. This launches next month in August. It's our first high-level Starfinder Adventure Path. It's a three-volume monthly adventure path, and it starts at 13th level. And what that means is it's a great way to just start. You want to play high-level characters, just start, and you're good to go. But it also works as a capstone for most of our other existing Starfinder Adventure Paths, which tend to end at around 12th or 13th level. So this is a great sequel campaign for, say, Dead Sons. Um, it's, uh, it's really a cool campaign. The discovery of a millennia-old ruins sets off a chain of events that puts an ancient Titanic spacecraft on a destructive course toward the packed worlds so this is like a giant big super weapon ship coming into the packed worlds and you as high level heroes need to prevent utter catastrophe so that's starting in august three volume adventure path following up the devastation arc and there's a example of what it will look like following up the devastation arc and there's an awesome illustration from the devastation arc following up the devastation arc here is fly free or die this is an adventure path that a starfinder team has been just like super excited about for a long long time and with good reason it's a six volume adventure path so it starts at level one goes all the way to probably about 12 or 13 and it is in the fly free or die adventure path you play a crew of scoundrels rogues and misfits trying to make it by while being uh harassed and targeted by a crime boss 
boss, preyed upon by faceless mega corporations and hounded by rivals. So this is as close to kind of the the lawless sort of uh, uh, think of maybe a little bit more like on the firefly side of things where you're doing some smuggling, you're doing some maybe not super lawful uh, uh, activity. And uh, that's going to be an interesting motivation that'll set this campaign a little bit apart from some of the other Starfinder adventure paths to date. Very, very excited about Fly Free or Die. It launches in November with the first adventure, We're No Heroes. So uh, highly recommend checking out uh, Fly Free or Die. I am super, super excited about this campaign and I think you'll love it too. So what else have we got coming up for Starfinder? Well, we've got, oh, hey, I keep, keep sleeping on these awesome illustrations. Here's a great illustration from Fly Free or Die. All right, so next big book for Starfinder, Alien Archive 4. Alien Archive 4 comes out in November 2020. It's 160 pages, more than 100 new aliens uh, to add to your Starfinder games, many of which are suitable as player character races. So there are several of those in this book. There's even more monsters than ever before, uh, or about the same numbers in the first previous three uh, uh, Alien Archives. Um, and so another one's coming out in November uh, 160 pages, uh, Alien Archive 4. Okay, here's a few of the monsters from there. Look at these guys. The Cloud Ray, that's like, that's a kick, that's a kick butt mount. Uh, Merzalot and a Warlanis. Hey, how about that, guys? Cool, very different style aliens. Lots to be excited about for Alien Archive 4. All right, next up, we've got the Galaxy Exploration Manual. So we've talked about this a little bit at PaizoCon, but we haven't even solicited this because it's coming out in April of 2021. So this is a, a nice uh, Starfinder hardcover that's a toolbox for players and GMs. It's kind of like the ultimate guide to exploring the universe. So it focuses on trailblazing, exploration-based... Uh, ah! Woo! Uh, exploration-based... Uh, a sandbox play. So this is kind of like your guide to creating the galaxy. Um, it's got all kinds of information, new rules for every class in Starfinder. It's got robust PC background generator. It's got compelling exploration systems, how to build planets. It's got quick uh, uh, systems for designing worlds. Um, very, very cool. So we know a lot of people with Starfinder are playing with Adventure Pass and we know a lot of people are just kind of creating their own stuff. This book works for both of those people, but I'd say it, it airs a little bit more on the side of people creating their own stuff. This is a way to just populate your galaxy however you want. We'll give you the tools to do that. We'll talk more about this book at the Starfinder team's Behind the Pages No Direction interview, which is Friday from 2 to 3 Eastern on the official Paizo Twitch channel. And there's also a Starfinder Q&A panel on Sunday from 3 to 4. So, that is some of the new upcoming stuff for Starfinder. Very exciting. But there's something that's coming just on the horizon for Pathfinder that's also super exciting. And that is ba -ba -ba, the Pathfinder Beginner Box. I actually have a physical copy of the Beginner Box right here. This is a beautifully produced box. Um, this is now the third time that Paizo has done a beginner box. We did a very, very successful and popular Pathfinder beginner box for first edition. We've done a Starfinder beginner box and we keep learning more and more about how to produce a product like this each time we do it. So this thing is $39.99 and I'll show you some of the stuff that it comes with because it's quite robustly packed. Look at all this stuff. Let's talk about it. So this here is the Heroes Handbook. So this distills all of the rules that a player needs to know to get started with Pathfinder 2nd Edition into 72 pages. So that's about 500 pages fewer than the full Pathfinder core rulebook. This is designed as a tool for people who want to get in at the ground floor. They've maybe never played an RPG before or as a teaching tool for people who have played and want to bring new players into their game. So the Heroes Handbook, uh, the way that we do that is that we, um, it's still fundamentally Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So it's not like a dumbed-down version of the game. It's just a, a version of the game's presentation that goes much deeper into examples, explaining, there's a lot more art, stuff like that, makes it easier for people to understand. And there's also fewer choices. So uh, decision paralysis is a big challenge for a 600-page rulebook and a new a new player. So the, the uh, beginner box is designed to kind of help with that. So in the beginner box, you can 
play an elf, a dwarf, or a human. You have the options in class for uh, cleric, rogue, fighter, and wizard. Sort of the core four, as we call them. Um, it goes from first to third level. So enough that you're getting new abilities and things as you go up in level, but not so much that you're mired in the beginner box forever. The ultimate goal, of course, is to get you into the full version of the game. It's going to be a lot less daunting once you've been through this experience. So that's the, uh, the uh, Hero's Handbook. 72 pages we also have an 88 page uh game master's guide so this thing has got an intro adventure called menace at uh, menace under otari and i'll talk about otari a little bit in a minute um it's got all the game master rules you need for starting beginning game masters it opens with a with a the adventure just get you right into the action and the player's book also opens with a like a little uh one shot personal adventure that you make the decisions on your own as you're reading through it introduces some of the basic concepts that way um it's got adventure design environments magic items there's 50 monsters in this book for you to uh make your own adventures and then it's got at the back there it has a mini gazetteer of the town of Otari. And Otari is really the starting town of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So um, I'll come back to these while I'm talking about Otari. So here we go. So this is a Starstone Isle. You can see Absalom, our big major city, right in the, the middle of the southern coast. And then a little bit to the west, we've got the town of Otari. So Otari is a small town, not too far away from the big city. Um, like Sandpoint in 1st Edition, Otari is what we're going to be focusing on as like kind of your starting town. So there's a little gazetteer of that town in the, the uh, beginner box. And we'll come back to Otari in a few minutes because there's even more coming for that location in the future. But let's talk about some of the other components in the beginner box. Uh, the box comes with four of these uh, pre-generated characters. They're designed um, with new gamers in mind. So you got your character sheet here, and then you have the explanation for all that stuff over here. It's got rules for what you can do in your turn, um, all that kind of stuff. A great way to get someone started playing within just a few minutes of opening the box. So uh, like I said, cleric, fighter, rogue, wizard, uh, four character sheets there, then a much simplified character sheet. Uh, so the, the full character sheet for Pathfinder 2 is pretty complex. This one's much simpler, easy way to get into the game and track your character details. And I'll give you a closer look at that on the slide. Wow, beautiful. Okay, so in addition to that, You've got the adventures inside. That's what that looks like. Let's talk about a couple of the other components. There are 124 hero and monster pawns. These are cardstock pawns that slide into plastic bases included in the set. We've got 16 action tokens to help you keep track of your actions and reactions every round. And then we've got six little rules reference cards, one for each potential player at the table. That tells you what you can do in the round. That tells you uh, how all the conditions in the game work without having to flip through the book. Also works as a neat little bookmark if you want to use it that way. And then, of course, there's a complete set of polyhedral dice. So we don't assume people coming into the beginner box have any knowledge of the gaming or of games. So it's important that we get that set of dice in there as well. And hey, who doesn't love a set of dice? Okay, want to know more about the... Uh, Beginner box, you can come to the ABCs of Pathfinder character building. That's Sunday at noon Eastern time right here on the Gen Con main stage. So I encourage everyone who's interested to check that out. Let's talk a little bit more about Atari. In November, so uh, the beginner box comes out in October. In November, we'll be doing... Troubles in Otari, which is a collection of three short adventures. They use either the beginner box or the full Pathfinder core rules. Remember, they're the same rules. Um, and they're three little mini adventures set in and around the town of Otari. Great little one shots if you just want to play a quick game, but also a great way to add depth to that starting town. Um, and uh, that's coming out in November. Also tied into Otari is the first adventure path for Pathfinder 420. 2021. And that is the Abomination Vaults Adventure Path. So this, unlike all previous Pathfinder Adventure Paths, is a three-volume adventure path. First time we've ever done it. We wanted to tie that to, in some ways, the beginner box with it being set in Otari because six adventures is a long commitment to make. We wanted to give people a chance to kind of do a first campaign that was a little bit easier to manage. So Abomination Vaults is focused around a big old dungeon that is right outside of the town of Otari. So throughout the campaign, you're going to be going back and forth to the dungeon, into the town. We've always wanted to do a big dungeon-based campaign, but six volumes, a little too much 
much to keep people interested in just a big old dungeon. Um, and so this is a cool way to do that. Lots of great lore for Otari. James Jacobs, our creative director, has put a ton of work into the town, into outlining this adventure. Um, very, very cool. I'm super excited about this. Going to be a great first campaign for people playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition, whether they're coming through the beginner box or the core rulebook. All right, let's keep going. Then we'll get our special guest in here. Um, another upcoming project we're really excited about, the Lost Omens Pathfinder Society Guide. This is October 2020. Um, Gen Con and Pathfinder Society have been friends forever. Uh, and this isn't quite out yet, but this is going to be perfect for the po folks who are really invested into Pathfinder Society organized play, but also for people who aren't into organized play, but who want to see how a big adventurer's guild would work in a fantasy world like the world of Lost Omens. So it's kind of the definitive, it's not kind of, it is the definitive guide to the Pathfinder Society for second edition. It's a hard cover book coming out in October of 2020. So let's look inside. We've got overviews of the various factions. The art in this book is amazing, by the way. Uh, so there's overview of different factions. Uh, then here's the Envoys Alliance. Here's uh, this, this, this. And I am going to be running a little bit long, I'm afraid, because we got to get that special guest in. So the rules for the Pathfinder Society, uh, items that you can do that are tied to your, your character. All right, let's keep going. This one's Quick Ancestry Guide, Lost Omens Ancestry Guide, February 2021. Lots more ancestries for Pathfinder, Lizard Folk, Androids, Genie Kin, Kitsune, Sprites, and more. So exciting. Um, then also one thing we are doing is Bestiary 3. Holy moly. Bestiary 3 is March 2021. This completes the core monsters for uh pathfinder uh and we'll do different types of monster books after that so the idea is once you've got bestiary one two and three that's kind of the main monsters for pathfinder we kind of assume everybody knows there'll be more monsters but we'll do them in different formats going forward that comes out march 2021 last thing for pathfinder fist of the ruby phoenix this is a three-part adventure path that follows up abomination vaults it's a little bit higher level this is uh a opportunity to participate in a once a decade martial arts tournament follows up an adventure we published 10 years ago called the Ruby Phoenix tournament. And it's a big international fighting championship that you can participate in. There'll be more information about this at the agents of Edgewatch and beyond at Sunday one to two Eastern. All right, let's keep going really quickly. We've got some play tests going on as well. This is big deal. So the tech revolution play test is live right now on paizo.com. You can go to starfinderplaytest.com and that gives you a free document you can download. We're doing a play test of uh, the nanosite, which is like a nanotechnology spellcaster kind of dude uh and a class and mechs so mech uh mech rules uh we really want you guys to put these things through their paces give us your feedback and we'll continue to develop them it's always better to get thousands and thousands of minds on something so thank you for in advance for your participation the uh, tech revolution play test goes through july 2021 uh i'm sorry the book comes out july 2021 uh the play test goes through september 18th uh, Pathfinder Secrets of Magic playtest. This is a new book, you guys. It's never been announced. Pathfinder Secrets of Magic is the big Gen Con Pathfinder release for Gen Con 2021. It is a huge source book that's all about magic, got a ton of spells, a ton of new stuff, and it's got two new character classes. You heard it here first, folks. The new character classes that will be introduced in 2021 through the Secrets of Magic hardcover are the Magus, which is like a fighter wizard kind of guy, and the Summoner, which is a very popular, very interesting class from first edition that we'll be bringing to second edition. That playtest starts September 7th to October 18th, and uh, the hardcover releases July 2021. All right, quickly, the special guest is coming. Got to talk a little bit about uh, our partners, Owlcat. They did the Kingmaker uh, video game that is coming to consoles on August 18th. On August 18th, Xbox One, PlayStation 4 uh, drops in both of their marketplaces. A great chance for people like me who maybe don't do as much gaming on the computer but like the console. This is a cool way to do that, uh, the Kingmaker campaign. Uh, James Jacobs uh, will be streaming the game live on our Twitch channel on August 18th. Okay, uh, big announcement. Beetle and Grimm's new partner for Pathfinder. They came to us with a very exciting idea that I want to talk to you about. So they are going to be launching Pathfinder Complete Character Chronicles via a Kickstarter effort that starts this fall. So in fall 2020, what is a Complete Character Chronicle, you ask? Well, let's take a look. It is a hardcover character record. So a really super hyper detailed character sheet, ways to track your character's activities, and so on. Plus, 
all of the rules from the core rulebook and the advanced player's guide that are relevant to your character class. They're going to be starting with the core four, the fighter, the wizard, the cleric, and the rogue. We'll see where it goes from there. It's a crowdfunding campaign. They've showed us some in interiors and stuff for these that look fantastic. Uh, here's some look at them. I'm going to go through these relatively quickly. Wow, look at that. Powerful spell book. Here's a, a look at kind of the rules. Um, and so on a journal and then of course what's a what's a character record without a death certificate so we're very excited about this project they actually have a panel tomorrow uh, saturday from 12 to 1 that will go all about in in deeper into it um so kickstarter starts in uh, fall of 2020 that panel is going to be on our official paizo channel uh, saturday 12 to 1 let's talk about whiz kids and the guys i swear we're almost done and the guest is almost here so whiz kids are great partner they've been doing pathfinder battles miniatures for years and years I'm happy to report now Starfinder Battles are out. So the first two sets of Starfinder Battles are out. This is what you're looking at right now is Galactic Heroes, pre-painted plastic miniatures. We've also got Galactic Villains. These are sets of six available now. Much more Starfinder uh, Battles to come. And let's get in here as the thing is just ending. Let's get our special guest. I'm going to have to go grab him. Give me a second. Ah! Hey, look, everybody. It's a life-size goblin from our friends at WizKids. So this thing is the Pathfinder foam replica life-size goblin. It is fully three feet tall. It is legitimately life-size. This thing is coming out November 2020. Uh, you can have your very own copy. Uh, it's a limited edition, but it's going to be selling for 450 bucks, uh, and it is substantial this thing is an awesome sculpture he is my special guest i've been dying to introduce you to him how are you doing goblin how do you think we're doing so far i think you're running a little late yeah fair enough okay so this is this goblin everybody say hi and say bye whiz kids has done a great job on this thing i cannot believe how awesome this is my dog is afraid of it as it should be it's a goblin okay so let's put him away and try and wrap this thing up real quick all righty so last up quick reminder Check out that Humble Bundle, humblebundle.com. Great way to get into Pathfinder. And we'd love to have you check it out and uh, be sure to give generously to charity. Here's another look at our Twitch channel. You can go to paizo.com slash GenCon. Check that out. And then lastly, we've got a Q&A follow-up starting in just a few minutes over on paizo.com. Sorry, over on twitch.tv slash official paizo. If you want to know anything else about our streaming schedule, anything else we're doing here at Gen Con, swing by paizo.com slash Gen Con. Really appreciate your time. We are exactly at 11, which me means I am out of here. Really thank you for your attention. Uh, been a pleasure having you here in my home office. And uh, we'll see you over on uh, Paizo's official Twitch TV channel for a Q&A. Bye! <laughs>no direction networks PaizoCon online 2020 seminar coverage was made possible by the kdcon team consisting of jefferson j thacker also known as param ryan costello alexander agunas monica marlowe vanessa hoskins dustin knight and andrew sturtevant for more great pathfinder starfinder and other rpg news reviews podcasts, and blogs, check out nodirectionpodcast.com.